Well, hello, internet friends near and far. Welcome to another episode of Parks and Conversation. This is a podcast where we watch an episode of Parks and Recreation, and then we talk about it. My name is Jason. I'm joined all the way across town by the power of the internet by my friend Jeremy. Say hello, Jeremy. Hello, Jason. How are you doing? I am doing so well. Jeremy, can you believe it? We are in the seventh season. I know. It's crazy. That's what my thing says right here. Yeah. Season seven, episode one. Here we are. 2017. It feels like six years ago, you know? Yeah. Which is weird because when this show came out in 2014, 2017 seemed so optimistic, so hope-filled. And I want to live in this universe. (laughs) this timeline instead of the timeline that actually was 2017 uh so yeah so it's just something to 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 remember like what could have been what could have been yeah if steve harvey was president (laughs) was it nick cannon what was i can't i think uh, tom had a dream that nick cannon was president at one point and so if only he had run (laughs) hey this is this is pre uh harambe so it's still a safe universe. The, the gorilla. Yeah, I remember the gorilla situation. What year was that? 2016. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's when everything went downhill. Yep. That's where the timelines diverged. And, uh, but which is interesting because this is a flash forward. And, uh, yeah, what do you think about the, the time jump? I think it's great. Yeah. I, I wish more shows would do that so they'd yeah. skip over the boring seasons. <laughs> but we we missed out on all of the John Ham. Yeah, that's fine. Turns out he's an idiot. <laughs> so, but and I don't think there's we nothing much. in this folder. Yeah. So I think that, I think we're okay. All so, right. uh, yeah. So this episode is uh, uh, season seven, episode one. It's called 2017. The last season ended with a cliffhanger with Ben and Leslie going down an elevator, uh, and. <laughs> Uh, and nothing so, was mechanically wrong with it. Yeah, like, nothing was mechanically it was wrong. A, it was an anticlimactic cliffhanger. There wasn't even a cliff. <laughs> I mean, it was just, I mean, they were in, they were suspended in air by wires. Right, we're it. like, what's going to happen? What floor are they going to? Probably the second Turn- floor, <laughs> right? Or Turns the first out, floor. The first floor, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, Ooh. it wasn't, it wasn't too much. But the real question is like, why are they so like high power why mm-hmm. is Ben in a tuxedo? What what is going on? Why why is there conflict happening? Well, we didn't know. That's where we ended the last season, and so um, so this uh, season starts up because they're going to make this big announcement. Whoever they is, we don't know, uh, but they're coming out of the elevator doing a classic walk and talk West Wing style, uh, trying to build up a plan, trying to build all kinds of scenarios to solve this problem. Uh, but um, Ben has to remind Leslie as well, like, I don't work for you. <laughs> so I'm not going to come up with all of your scenarios. Um, but uh, and then he warns her that the guy you forbid me from saying out loud because it fills you with rage is here. Um, and so then there's like, oh, who's this? Who's this person that fills Leslie with rage? What is happening in Sweet Pawnee? And, uh, and Leslie's like, no, I'm perfectly civil. It's going to be great. And then we see that Trevor Nelson, uh, Tom's uh, nemesis's lawyer, uh, Dr. Saperstein's lawyer, is representing some people. 
uh, the Newport family, because of course he is. Mm -hmm. And uh, they are going to sell a large tract of land, 25 square miles, uh, because uh, as as, um, Jessica Wick says, uh, it's time to trade those dumb old trees for a buttload of cash. It is. Yeah. It truly is. We left the season seven, six with uh, Grizzle wanting to come to build their new headquarters in the home of the architect, uh, which is Ben. And to uh, and so there's this uh, boom happening in Pawnee. And so all this land is getting more and more valuable. Uh, and so, yeah, so Jessica's like, time to get some cash. And, uh, and Leslie, Leslie wants to turn this into a national park. And... Uh, um, and it, it would, she says it would be her crowning achievement. She could retire, cut back to one day a week for to four days a week, uh, which sounds like a really fun retirement. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then she's like, I, I'm so bored already just thinking about it. <laughs> so, um, yeah, maybe she'll go to law school or something. Maybe. Yeah. I often think about going back to school. <laughs> I had a, of course, I, of course you do. I, I do. I love school. Uh, I had a, uh, Listener, I had a legal in- entanglement um, last two years ago, uh, and uh, everything's fine. Uh, I, I was never going to go to jail. It was a it was a damages case, and uh, <laughs> I spent a lot of time with our lawyer. And I'm like, this seems fun. <laughs> I, I think I I think I could go to law school, uh, and then I realized like, ah, oh, I don't want to do that at all. Um, so I don't want to take a test that. Is like yes or no. You can be a lawyer or not. So I want it's to called, be like. It's called what? The bar. Yeah, I don't want to take the bar. I want to be like <laughs> Abraham Lincoln and just read the law and then be like a lawyer. That's how. <laughs> that's how they used to do it. You would just read the law, and like work with a judge for a bit, and then they're like, yeah, I think you could be a lawyer. <laughs> like, thanks, bro. You know enough. You got through the the good the good books. Yeah, the important ones. My, I call my law firm the Law Bros, and uh, we all wear backwards hats and bolo ties. Are you Imagine. on mute? <laughs> I was on mute, dude. The whole point is that. <laughs> Listener, I learned that there's a mute button, so when I have to clear my throat, I don't have to do it on it. It's only seven seasons now, yeah, but fine. Uh, so I use it. I do it to be in indiscreet, and I get called out for it. So thank, thank you, thank you. Uh, yeah. So, uh, so Leslie's kind of opening up this whole plot. I'm going to try to get this thing to be a park. And then Ben is like, he's here. Uh, and, uh, and they're like, be nice, be polite. And, and Leslie's like, I'm not afraid he should hide. He should run. He should run away. Uh, and then turn around. And then we, the great reveal is that the person that Leslie is filled with rage over is none other than Ron Swanson. Dun, dun, dun. Tension. And uh, they greet each other. Hello, Miss Nope. And Leslie says, hello, forms, former strange person I used to friend. Uh, so. Leslie numbers among my employees. <laughs> Words. Uh, and uh, yeah, and Ron is, seems like he's trying to be nice and civil. Uh, and uh, Leslie says, you look very Ron-like. And Ron says, you look, you have the same hair. I was like, no, no I don't. don't. <laughs> I have bangs now. And Ron like just jumps 
to 11. I have never known what bangs are and I don't intend to learn. (laughs) It's pretty great uh, that they're fighting over this. Uh, And then we get a talking head with Ron kind of explaining what's going on. He left the parks department and started his own business. It's called a very good building and development company. Uh, I wanted to convey the quality of our work without seeming flashy. Um, So he's now working for Grizzle and uh, Mike from Grizzle comes up and he's like, uh, talking about how they hired Ron's company to build a new Grizzle campus. Uh, and they're going to try to buy this land um, because it's perfect. The trees and the rocks and the sky. <laughs> and uh, Ron, <laughs> yes, the land has a good sky. <laughs> <laughs> so norm, so norm core. <laughs> uh, and let's like, you know, the national parks deserve this land. And why are you trying to mess with me? It's like Morningstar all over again. And I was like, it's nothing like Morningstar. And uh, we don't know what that means mm-hmm. as listeners. And I remember it was two years like, ago. Yeah. Well, it was two years ago for them. And it was one year in the future for us when we first watched it. So there was no way to know <laughs> at all. Right. Because we were in a mystery time vortex. Mm-hmm. And uh, but I remember like that mystery, like what is Morningstar? Right. Are they, what is going on? And I, one of the things I, I do appreciate about this season is they do a good job of like throwing some mystery and some tension into uh, the whole story right here in this first episode and then slowly unpacking it yeah. and building towards resolution in a way that is, I think, ultimately satisfying. Yeah, I, I think the only I mean, the only thing to add to that would be, did we think that they wouldn't resolve? Like at any point. Yeah, I don't know. I can't remember. I, I, I knew like they wouldn't leave Leslie and Ron. Right. As enemies forever. So it felt like plot armor a little bit like, oh, there's there's a bad thing happening, but they'll, they'll be fine. That's yeah, how I but, felt. I don't know. Like plot armor is when it's like, well, Jon Snow can't die. Right. Their friendship. And literally he doesn't die. <laughs> well, well, he does. But Even though he's spoilers. Killed. Right, he doesn't die. But their friendship is the Jon Snow of this. That's what I'm saying. You should write for Hallmark. <laughs> <laughs> Our friendship is like, yes, I. That's Congratulations all. on your recent kingdom. <laughs> Hope I'm you don't sure die. You'll be, uh, I'm sure you'll be a great mother of dragons. Is that how it goes? <laughs> Instead of oh. glitter, it's just like dragon scales fall out of the card or blood. Oh, I heard you had a great wedding. (laughs) (laughs) We're supposed to talk about the Matrix, not not Game of Thrones. Congratulations on your brother's wedding. Sorry, it got kind of messy there at the end. Hope you find your mom. Hey, heard you fell through a hole. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, sorry, those weirdos pushed you out the window. But you have tree powers. <laughs> this is so dumb. It's so great. I just want to make so many Game of Thrones cards. Like, are oh, they for man. real? You look them up. Uh, what's that? No, no. I just think it would be funny. Like, um, oh. uh, a three-eyed raven told me a little three-eyed raven told me it was your birthday. <laughs> <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> Hey, I hear you're also Grandpa Dad. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you, you hold the door open to my heart. Happy Valentine's Day. 
<laughs> okay. <All right. laughs> oh, that is so so great. Oh man. Uh, all right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Where were we? I don't know. I'm trying to think of a joke for Reek. So. <laughs> but it won't happen. Um, hey, I heard you got a new dog. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. So they're trying to build this thing. And that's the tension between Rhett, Leslie and Ron. They don't like each other for some reason. And uh, uh, But now they are going to be going head to head for the same land, which is going to be a problem. And Leslie's trying to talk about how she's got all these great folks, 1,200 people working for her. They're going to win this bid. And then John Hamm's character, Ed, shows up. He's like, Leslie, I couldn't find the file you wanted, but I did find a file called Bird Census 1980. He opens it, and it's empty. <laughs> and he's like, get out of here. I fired you. Right. I'll be at Subway if anybody wants to hang. So, yeah. So he's dumb. And he, then John Hamm leaves our lives uh, forever. So, um, so then we cut to Andy and April. And uh, Andy's like, hey, I dropped Leslie's triplets off with her mom. All three of them. <laughs> uh, and she gave us a slow cooker. And uh, they're pretty excited about this great free slow cooker. Um, and they're all, uh, let, uh, April's all dressed up because they got to go to this gala. And so she's like, uh, Andy, go get ready. Um, and uh, and Andy's pretty stoked. Everything's going great. Let, April's doing, loving her job. Andy works at par- at National Parks part-time. Andy has a, his own TV show, the Johnny Karate Super Awesome Musical Explosion Show. Uh, we, we hear Purd's voice as the announcer. And Jerry's there, mm-hmm. um, and but he's mailman Barry, <laughs> uh, and uh, and uh, so he it, it's a children's show themed around Johnny Karate, uh, and it's great. And if you have not watched all of this season yet, uh, listener, there's a whole episode devoted basically just to the Johnny Karate Super Awesome Musical Explosion Show, mm-hmm. and it is wonderful. Agreed. But then. Uh, Barry is like, I have something for you. And Andy's like, oh, I have something for you. Ninjas attack. And so the kids start attacking Jerry. And uh, like, that's my crotch. Uh, and, <laughs> yeah, okay, guys, just three more kings apiece. And Andy's just laughing and loving it. Um, so, yeah, so that's what's going on with Andy. He's, he's uh, living the dream. Uh, and then uh, we cut to Leslie, and uh, she gets a hold of Jessica. like, hey, how... Uh, what do you think your land's going to sell for for tomorrow? And uh, and just like Trevor says, it'll probably be around $90 million. Uh, and she's like, I'm so happy for me. Um, so Les's like, uh, what about a, a government discount for a very good cause, a national park? Um, and uh, and Leslie's like, uh, yeah, Jessica's like, oh, you know, I've always liked you. And, and Les's like, you have never liked me. <laughs> uh, and she's like, but I also like money. And it pays for my lifestyle. Leslie does, and she's doing like scales. Like Leslie doesn't pay for my lifestyle. So, oh, you see how kind of a bind I'm in. Um, and uh, yeah, Leslie's like, yeah, it's a tough one. Well, thanks. Um, so then we cut to Tom in Tom's Bistro. And uh, he's being interviewed uh, by uh, Indiana Business Monthly because he's th- one of their 35 under 35. And uh, he's been doing very well in the last three years. With Tom's Bistro, the, he has two fast casual eateries and Tommy Chopper, which serves chopped salads out of a decommissioned military helicopter. Hmm. So he finally hit mogul status. Um, and uh, so then Ben comes in 
and uh, and uh, Tom's like, hey, look, it's city manager of Pawnee, uh, and he's trying to, you know, be a person of status before this interviewer. And it's like, Ben's one of the many area bigwigs who comes to me for life advice, fashion tips. You get it. Write all this down. Um, and uh, so Ben's like, the introduction, could you just keep it brief? Uh, like stick with my fiscal account accomplishments. <laughs> uh, and Tom's like, yeah, yeah, don't worry about that. Uh, and uh, so uh, he's like, Ben, relax. I got this. When have I ever let you down? And Ben's response is constantly. <laughs> Uh, but he's being honored because of uh, the changes he's brought to Pawnee. Uh, and it's a, they're about to celebrate this Pawnee bicentennial celebration, 200 years of Pawnee. Uh, and he's going to be honored at this gala. Um, and uh, he's like, it's the biggest project since Icetown. Uh, and then he's like, so it's really important to me being recognized as a leader instead of being yelled at and pelted with things. Wait, you think they're going to pelt me with things? Um, so he's a little nervous. Um, then we cut to April and Andy and April's reading the instructions to a slow cooker. And, uh, she's like, oh, it takes eight hours to cook something. So she starts planning out that I could get a brisket, uh, and start it for dinner on Thursday. And Andy's like, ah, oh, no, I've got production meetings all day. And, uh, we could, we've got dinner with Joe and Donna on Friday. And then on Sunday we can go to the farmer's market, put the brisket in the slow cooker, get a movie, pay-per-view. The new Jason Bourne movie is supposed to be pretty funny. <laughs> Uh, and April then freaks out, like, oh, we're old people. Uh, and she's like, we used to be spontaneous and weird. We used to eat cereal out of a Frisbee because we didn't have any bowls. Uh, and uh, you once broke a rib trying to wrestle one of those inflatable floppy guys at a car dealership. And I Andy won. looks at the camera. <laughs> like, I won. <laughs> uh, and now he sprained his shoulder trying to clean out the stupid gutter. And he has a job. Uh, we have a bank account. It's like, we're old. We're boring. Uh, and... April's like, what purpose do we serve anymore? And Andy's like, we're still fun. Tonight at the gala, we're going to do something spontaneous and weird. And she's like, okay, great. Um, and then they hug and she stares at the crock pot. I'm like, stop taunting me. Mm-hmm. Um, so Leslie's having a, um, like a quick strategy, strategy session with her folks, like uh, to just get people to call in all the favors they have, put Missouri on the back burner, which is probably just this natural status for Missouri. Back burner. Um, I think that's their, that. that's their state motto. Yeah. Missouri. We're on the back burner. It's Missouri. Show me the back burner. <laughs> the, the show me the back burner state. Yeah. Cause it is the show me state, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know any, I don't even know Washington. I mean, I guess we're the evergreen state. We are. Yeah. Okay. And then mm-hmm. Oregon is probably like Washington junior. Oh, wow. You went there. I okay. did. And Canada. It's like, we wish we could be America. That's not even a state. Yeah. It's a state of mind. Well, if we keep having the, the incursions on our northern border, we right. might have to solve some things. <laughs> so, uh, Are we being attacked? By, by kindness? Canada? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Politeness right. is encroaching our society. Can't have, we that. have time for that. No, we don't. Um, and, uh, and so Ben comes up. Um, and, uh, Les is like, we got to raise $90 million in 36 hours. And Ben's like, wow, $90 million. Like, yeah, we, I only have $2 million in the discretionary fund. And I've already used some of that to make Thomas Jefferson sexier and those Mount Rushmore promotions, which by the way, attendance is up. No coincidence. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's so, working. 
Um, Ben's like, well, you know, Ronnie's rich and famous will be here. So maybe start there. Uh, and, and she's like, yeah, that's right. And you, this tuxedo makes you look like a sexy orchestra conductor here. Wave this pen around. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, Ben doesn't do that. And okay. so then we, we cut to, uh, to Leslie. She's like, that park is my dream. I'm not going to let it slip away. Who cares if Grizzle and Ron have more money? Uh, I have the most valuable currency in America, a blind, stubborn belief that what I'm doing is 100% right, mm-hmm. <laughs> which definitely sums up so many. So many of the American values. Um, the first person she talks to is Ken Hotate. Uh, and uh, she's like, great bolo tie. Is it new? Like, yeah, my son sells them on Etsy. He's a huge disappointment. <laughs> uh, so she starts making her pitch about the uh, national park. Um, and she's like, I'm a little short. And, uh, and he's like, how short? $88 million. What do you say? You put some of your casino money to good use. Um, and he's like, oh, yeah, I am thinking about opening a second resort. And she's like, no, that'd be a dis- donation. <laughs> so Ken's like, so you want the Wampapo people to pay the federal government millions of dollars to buy land that was stolen from us by the federal government mm-hmm. and we don't even get to keep the land? <laughs> uh, it's like, oh, well, we put it that way. I see the irony. Oh, so you're in? No. <laughs> no? <laughs> Uh, what if so I buy some that, of your disappointing son's bolo ties? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, how many times? How many times have we fallen for that trap? Yeah, bolo ties. <laughs> do you have a bolo tie? Uh, yeah, I do. It oh. is my grandpa's old bolo tie. It's got a piece of uh, turquoise in it. So it's like sentimental. I don't know what what it is. You wouldn't it wear just, it. It just sits there. Oh, me? No, it's not. I, no, I wouldn't wear it. I've never like what, what's the appropriate occasion for? I mean, I guess a gala. I don't go to a yeah. lot of galas. I mean, you could just wear it to Lowe's. Yeah, you'd pr- probably get a lot more respect if you walked into a Lowe's wearing a bolo tie, like just with a T-shirt. <laughs> do you? Ha- I was going to ask, is it do you have to have a collared shirt or can I can I rock it with a T-shirt or like a hoodie? I don't I don't see a lot of like hoodie yeah. bolo tie combos. Not usually, because the bolo tie and the the strings for the hoodie get confused. Get, yeah, people are like how many, how many dangling strings do you need here? Yeah, that's a good point. Um, but if you were to wear a bolo tie with just like a, a leather vest, mm-hmm. well, yeah, that's a little then, too on point. I'm thinking more like like a turtleneck. Yeah, a turtleneck would probably work. Also, I don't think you need to have a collar. Is what I'm saying. Like, if you're just wearing a leather vest and a bolo tie, I mean, you might be invited to some weird parties. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but it's definitely something to consider. All right, all right. I might. I'll, I'll have to break it out. Yeah, and uh, you know, sterilize it first. It's been uh, just sitting around for a while, so you know, it might have some like weird dust allergens on it. So. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't yeah. you said break it out. I just don't want you to break out wearing a bolo tie for the first time with just a leather vest. Like people are like, oh, well, that's not a Wait, good look. Just a leather vest? Like yes. no t-shirt? Yeah, no shirt. Just a leather oh, vest. No, 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 no. Nobody wants nobody, nobody needs to see that. Well, I'm just giving you options, dude. Right, that I appreciate. <laughs> I mean, maybe a V-neck, like an aggressively deep V, but <laughs> I don't know. Man, there are so many people in my life who are wearing super deep V-necks and now they're not. And it's one of those things where I'm just like, I'm so glad I didn't ride that train with people. I, I was one of those people. You were wearing deep V-necks. Like how deep? Like almost belly button deep. No, like, no. like, I don't know. But it turns out it was just, it was just a stretched out undershirt. It really, you, just, you pull it hard enough. Anything can be a V-neck. 
yeah. All right. Well, I guess that's one way to get a V-neck. So it's more of a U-neck at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I had a V-neck uh, shirt that was like just a, like a, a very shallow V. It looks like more like it was an error in the hem. Like what they were cutting. <laughs> and I felt so uncomfortable every time I wore it. I, I just like, feel, ah. I just feel so exposed. <laughs> like, ah, too much. I'm not some sort of harlot. Too much skin. <laughs> button that up uh so yeah anyway where are we uh andy and april are come to the party and Andy's trying to be so spontaneous so he takes the sling off and throws it behind him with his broken or popped out shoulder or whatever it happened and uh and like we don't need this and throws it like oh did you hear that pop and he's like <laughs> uh and uh he's like so do you want to do shots and april's like yeah because wine makes me sleepy now uh and then hey what if uh, she said, I dare you to eat this entire jug of olives. Mm-hmm. It's like, all right, done. And he takes out a bottle of pills. Like, I got to take a Zantac. A Zantac. All that salt, salt will give me heartburn. It's <laughs> like, ah, you ruined it. But should I still take the Zantac? Like, yeah, you feel better. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it also shows like the maturity of the relationship. Like they have grown up. And I yeah. mean, they're not realizing that that's okay. They don't have to be super crazy all the time. But they're he's they're taking care of themselves. And that's good. Yeah, these are two children, like 10 years apart in age, who we've watched become adults. Right. And uh, it's fine. It's okay. It's okay. Um, so uh, so then uh, Leslie gets uh, all her folks together um, and uh, uh, trying to get her team, uh, like Tom and Donna and Jerry together to say, all right, uh, all of you are doing your own things. I know we don't see each other as much, but I need my old back team together. So hands in, defeat Ron on three. One, two, three. And Tom's like, ah, Tom said I could build a a new restaurant on the Grizzle campus. So I'm kind of totally on his side. And then Don's like, well, Ron hired Regal Meagle Realty to broker the deal. And I'm going to need that money for my wedding. And then she reveals her engagement ring. uh, And she's going to need money because Shia LaBeouf designed wedding dresses. Do not come cheap. Um, and uh, I can only imagine. Uh, they also are Transformers. Um, and uh, Leslie's like, why didn't you tell me? And how could you? And so she's kind of offended, but at the same time happy. And uh, and she's like, look, I didn't tell anybody online because it happened just a few days ago. And I wanted to tell you in person. Aww. And uh, yeah, so Donna still cares for Leslie, which is wonderful. And she's like, it's very beautiful. And I'm furious at you. Um, and, uh, then Don's like, how are you? How are the kids? Uh, they, they're great. They're trying to destroy us. <laughs> There's three of them. It's insane, but they're great. Uh, and so they are like, we got to go. Uh, sorry for totally crushing it. And you in the process, <laughs> but the, Jerry remains. And it's like, well, never fear because Terry is here. Hmm. Yes. I go by Terry now. Got a talking head. It's like, there's already a Terry here. It's like, well, my, my real name is Gary. And they said, who cares? <laughs> and it's such a fun group. <laughs> Uh, so then Tom is doing his introduction and he's supposed to talking about how, um, you know, not long ago, this town was better than the map, but now, uh, here it is. Uh, let's, we're honoring the man who lifted us all up and he looks over to Ben in the wings on the platform, folds up his speech and says, and that man was me, the owner and proprietor of effortlessly, effortlessly chic celebrity packed Italian restaurant, Tom's Bistro. <laughs> and, uh, and Ben is over there on the side. He's like, what the heck is happening? Uh, while Tom is giving his, his honoring speech for himself, Leslie and Ron, uh, have their confrontation and she's like, Ron, how could you? 
And he's like, I simply took a skewer for one shrimp and added many shrimp to it. They're long enough for five or six. <laughs> uh, and it is bacon wrapped shrimp, which we have learned is Ron's uh, favorite food wrapped around his second favorite food. Uh, and, uh, and Les is like, you stole my park and now you steal my team. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Does that, I don't know if we talked about that last time. Does that make it then his most favorite food or is it like 1.5? Like there's a meat in the middle between the two. I don't know how the math works. <clears throat> yeah. But based on how much I've been playing Legend of Zelda. Yes. Tears of the Kingdom. When you fuse items together, mm -hmm. they get stronger. Right. So I would say it's probably if like his number one food is bacon and it's being fused to shrimp, then it be if if it's it becomes like a a one plus. Oh, it's like a temporary buff of like in that yeah. moment it, it becomes yeah, yeah i see and, and once hit, it, once it's gone he goes back to just bacon yeah probably being number one yeah I see. And, yeah and if you like try to like like hit things with it mm -hmm. it will be stronger for a while but the first thing that's going to break would probably be the the bacon because it's wrapped around the shrimp the shrimp would endure i can see that unless you're swinging around by the shrimp tail Right. Then yeah. it might break there. That's the, probably yeah. the weak point. Okay. Yeah. Well, no, I'll have just... to ask my daughter, though. She's been playing way more Zelda than I have. Oh, I thought she was eating a lot more bacon wrapped shrimp. No, we don't have shrimp in our house. That's wrong. My, my wife has an uh, allergy to crustaceans. So. Sorry. It's not a joke. No, I, I know. It's not funny. She could die. From anything really, but crustaceans are the main thing we're watching out for. All right, stay away from those ocean bugs. They are ocean bugs. Uh, they're pretty tasty though. I wonder if Earth land bugs are also tasty, or is it because the ocean bugs have been like in a brine all this time? Yeah, they've just been marinating. Yeah, yeah. Just, I don't know. That's what we're really enjoying is salt water. <laughs> They do make the fish taste better. Yeah, I think so. I think that's it. Well, we solved it. Uh, so, um, yeah. So Leslie is like, uh, I, uh, <laughs> she's mad at Ron for stealing the team. And Ron's like, I didn't steal the team. They're independent people. They moved on just like you did and offers her a shrimp. And he's like, I fit seven on this one. It's a masterpiece. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and so, um, Leslie's pissed at basically where that story ends. And, uh, Tom then is like, people come up to me and say, Tom, given all that you've accomplished, he's still on doing the speech to honor Ben. Is it hard to stay humble? He's like, not for me. I'm pretty amazing at being humble, <laughs> but enough about me. Uh, let's welcome up Pawnee's man of the year, Ben Wyatt. <laughs> and people clap and Ben is like, thanks for that tribute to you <laughs> and uh, thanks to the boys and girls club for an incredibly lifelike paper mache statue which <laughs> that's like Chekhov's gun <laughs> like it's one of those things where it's like something bad is going to happen to that paper mache right. statue uh, and then he's like when you when I first moved here and then they start playing music it's like oh <laughs> I guess it's time for cake <laughs> so they wheel out this cake and uh, everybody uh, Andy, because to Andy is like, okay, let's do this. What if we shut the lights off and every turn them back on and everybody's fancy jewelry is missing. And then meanwhile, we're on a boat to the airport <laughs> in Indiana. 
<laughs> and then April's like, oh, let's put stink bombs in the, all the vents. I'm like, yes. oh, no, I, I took them out before I babysat Leslie's kids. Being responsible sucks. Um, and, uh, and then Andy's like, oh, I'll streak across the stage. And she's like, yes, let's do it. I was like, I'm going to get naked. Everybody's going to see my wiener. You've seen it. You know how dumb it looks. <laughs> and so that's what their plan is. And so he starts taking off his clothes. Uh, and Leslie and Ron are in line together because everybody's going to go as part of honoring the man of the year, the 200 centennial. They're, I, I would imagine they're putting 200 candles into the cake. And so everybody's holding a candle. Um, and Leslie and Ron are next to each other. And, uh, and she's like, why are you even here? What have you done for the city? And Ron's like, I'm stimulating the economy. And you're just upset about Morningstar. And uh, she's like, I told, no one should ever say that word out loud. It's like Voldemort or Ron. Uh, and she's like, you don't, you don't deserve the cake candle. So she tries taking the candle and they start fighting over the candle. And they ended up face first in the, in the cake. Um, and, uh, and everybody's really upset. And Ben's like, guys. And, let, and uh, then they sw swing, someone swings a candle it sets paper Ben on fire. Uh, and, uh, and Leslie gets up. It's like, it's okay. Everything's cool. Just wheel out the backup cake. And I was like, there's no backup cake. Why don't you have a backup cake? <laughs> and meanwhile, April and Andy are on the wings and they're like, oh, wow. Even, and he's just, you see his t-shirt. Uh, and he's like, Every, even Leslie is crazier than we are. Uh, and then it zooms out and Andy's like, they're still going to serve that cake, right? But he's blurred <laughs> from the shirt down. <laughs> I was so, watching. I was watching this with with my daughter, and she's like, "Why did they zoom out to make the joke?" No, oh, no, I know, <laughs> but to her, it's not funny. Oh, yeah, it's very funny though. <laughs> it was hilarious. I'm like, well, yeah. So, guess you had to be there. So the gala went great, um, and so then next day they're at the uh, the lawyer's office with uh, and they're waiting. And uh, Tom comes out with the Grizzle crew, and he's like, "His joke is, you might want to check with the Penguin." Is the punchline, <laughs> and uh, everybody's laughing. And Trevor Nelson says, "I get it." Uh, and uh, and so Mike uh, from Grizzle is like, "Thanks so much, Jesse, and enjoy the new prototype Grizzle tablet." And she's like, "I I love it." And the the tablet's like, I love you too, Jessica. I love your skin. Give me your skin. And I love the tablets and the technology they have here. There's like a hologram thing that people can interact with. It's it's pretty cool. Um, but so it's like a smiley, happy face. Uh, and then it turns into a demon face. Um, and uh, Mike's like, well, I, you know, there's still a few bugs with the AI. Maybe turn it off before you go to sleep. <laughs> Good call. <laughs> and so uh, Donna and Tom are like, all right, let's go. Let's get some uh, petties on petties on petties. And uh, Leslie's like, all right, you're our Jessica tells Leslie that she's next. Um, and uh, and Ron, Ron and Leslie interact, and uh, she's like, hello, Ron, I want you to know that I'm not sorry that I pushed you into a giant cake. And Ron's so Ron, I am so also sorry that I attended a public event. <laughs> uh, and then Mike invites Ron to come and watch them play video games silently. <laughs> so, um then we cut to April and Andy. They're driving uh, to their renter's insurance, drop off their renter's insurance forms. And uh, and she's just still frustrated. Um, they have to stop by the grocery store. They're, they're and then they need to set a suicide pack because their lives are meaningless. Um, and I was like, we're not boring. Would boring people get renter's insurance even though it's not legally required? <laughs> no. <laughs> 
uh, and they're driving through an area that Andy's never been in, and it's the creepy warehouse district. Mm-hmm. We we come to find out this is uh, Dexart's district, right? <laughs> so it's it's basically full full Dexart. Uh, it's mostly just raccoons and old car batteries. <laughs> but April sees the scariest house of all time, and it's got an open house. Oh. And, uh, and so they're like, let's, they pull over to look in. They're like, let's go in. Um, and so, and then Tom goes to see Ben and apologize, um, for taking his, uh, his spotlight. And he's like, when, and Ben's like, look, Chamber of Commerce asked you to introduce me. I was a little worried you'd do exactly what you did. And, uh, and Tom's like, I'm sorry. The truth is they didn't ask me. I asked if I could do it. And I was going to talk about how much I owe you and used to buy him through all my failures. And he's like, so I'm going to read my speech to you now. And, uh, he starts reading it. Like, I've known a lot of ballers in my day, but no man balls harder than the man I'm about to bring up. He's kind, <laughs> he's intelligent. And you can see he's starting to to cry. And then it cuts to Ben, like holding the speech, doing a talking head. He's like, it, it totally tear faced. He's like, it was a pretty good speech. Maybe a little sappy, but I think I liked it. And then Ben and his, it zooms out and Tom's right there and they both have been crying and they hug and it's wonderful. Uh, Jess, uh, meanwhile, Leslie is meeting with Jessica and, and Trevor and uh, he's like, you're in here a lot of bids today. Uh, this is the only one that matters. She hands a piece of paper and just like, is this a circle? Is it a no? Is Oprah involved in your bid? Uh, it's a zero. <laughs> I bid zero dollars. Once again, it is not Diddy. No, it is not Diddy. And I love Trevor's response to the zero dollars. Like, I have to say, that's one of the lower ones we've seen. <laughs> uh, I love I love Trevor so much. He's great. Uh, and uh, and Leslie, you know, makes her pitch like Newport's been a part of this city since day one and all the change and challenges. Uh, Newport's have been a fa- part of the fabric of this town and not always good. <laughs> like when the hot, hot fudge pipeline exploded <laughs> and Jessica's like, it all ran off into the lake. That's fine. <laughs> it made the fish taste delicious, but it was a PR <laughs> nightmare. <laughs> uh, and so she's like, do you want your name to be a part of this town for, for the future? And if you don't like this land, uh, the Newport National Park, your name will be here for good for generations to come. Uh, and it's like, oh, that's a great pitch. And uh, Jessica leans over to Trevor. How much was her bid again? It was zero dollars. That's <laughs> the love, part I don't I, like. <laughs> I love I love how long it takes him to the kind of things like he's mulling it over. Like, what was that? Yeah. Again? Mm, yeah. Zero, yeah, zero dollars. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. Um, yeah. So the... Uh, Les is like, look, I know it's not much. It's just keep me in the running um, and give me a chance to prove how great this could be. Uh, so the, Leslie's in the game and it cuts to Andy and April and they're going through the house and uh, there are 12 closets, three bomb shelters, five dumbwaiters and two and three eighths baths. <laughs> no kitchens. <laughs> it's a fairly standard layout. <laughs> no kitchens. Uh, so April's into it. Uh, and she's looking in the in the door and uh, opens the door. Is like, is this a staircase to nowhere? And the real the owner, Werner Herzog, one of the creepiest people of all time. Yeah, just kind of walks around staring, and uh, <laughs> it's like, yes, it is. Who die? Like, what is this? Remember the Pawnee Doll Factory, Dollhead Factory? <laughs> this was a holding cell for people who went insane on the assembly line. <laughs> And Andy opens the door. He's like, oh, cool, Fireball. <laughs> uh, and it's had zero offers because people are scared off on account of it being haunted and disgusting. <laughs> and disgusting. <laughs> and then cut to uh, 
Werner Herzog talking head. After 47 years living here, I've decided to move to Orlando to be closer to Disney World. <laughs> I love it. I love that they brought Werner Herzog yeah. in for just this. <laughs> I if, I, if I remember correctly, like there, there was, I, I read an article a long time ago about like why he was there. And I guess he had only seen, I, I don't even know if he'd seen, he hadn't even seen the episodes. Like, oh, I don't think he'd watch any Parks and Rec. And they asked him if he would be on to basically be a weird realtor. And he's like, okay. <laughs> you're going <laughs> to okay. be trying to sell a, like a haunted house. Yeah, that, that tracks. Yeah, yeah. What would you pay me? <laughs> Thank you. We'll just pay you in, in bags of doll sc- eyes. screams and... <laughs> Doll, doll faces. Forty million doll hairs. Oh my gosh! Yes, did it. Uh, so, um, yeah. So they and April and Andy are like we got to Andy's like, look, we are responsible adults. We are buying the bleep out of this house. And April <laughs> is just so excited. They start making out right on the table, and uh, Werner Herzog is watching them make out. <laughs> <It's> also, <laughs> increasing the creepy factor. Sure. Uh, yeah, he's so excellent. He's it's so, so great. Good. Yeah. So then it cuts to a press conference um, and Trevor comes out and says uh, he's with uh, the law firm of Foire, Dips, Windshares, Grit, Babip, Pakoda, Vorp, and Eckstein. <laughs> and, uh, and says that they've narrowed it down to two uh, candidates, Grizzle and the National Park Service. And so they're, Les is pretty satisfied. She's in the game. Um, and... Uh, and so, you know, she's uh, recognizing like she started with this pit, turning a pit into a cool little park. And now she's hoping she can give this town a massive, beautiful uh, national park. And uh, um, and then in the words of Jason Bourne, this is where it started for me. This is where it ends. <laughs> and Ben's like, you know, I still think Kevin James was a weird choice with that reboot. <laughs> <laughs> which is which is so great for the callback to Andy's joke. We could get a movie on pay per view. I hear yeah. the new Jason Bourne is pretty funny because <laughs> it's Kevin James. <laughs> so good. And Leslie's like, oh, oh no, I think he nailed it. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, so such a good, such a good joke. And when you think about Kevin James, I mean, listener, <laughs> if if you haven't watched King of Queens, you need to. It is. Excellent. It is so good. But Kevin James is one of the most disarmingly uh, physical comedians. Like he can move. Yeah. And so if you think about like this is an action movie uh, with like this larger man, <laughs> larger, shorter man. Um, and uh, like, but he can do stunts like it could it could really work and be hilarious. <laughs> so. <laughs> So you're saying you'd, uh, you'd watch it? I would watch this. I would I would go to whatever blockbuster I, could, I need to rent this from, <laughs> and I would rent it and keep it. <laughs> and they would charge me thousands upon thousands of dollars, and I'd happily pay the fees because I would hope that I'd be able to get back to make a sequel. I don't think that's how rentals work. But anyway. <laughs> um, yeah. It's got to be better than that Jeremy Renner guy. Oh, that one wasn't that bad. <laughs> No, I know. It's just, but then they came back with Matt Damon when, like, yeah. after. So it was just kind yeah. of like, hey. But it was all on purpose. Remember when that thing happened? 
It was it was all part of the greater story. Don't worry about it, man. Just let it happen. Yeah, it was Hawkeye. I get it. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He's in. It's it's canon. He's in the MCU. Jason Bourne. You'll show up. Oh, uh, don't don't tease me. <laughs> I love the Bourne movies. They're so good. They're good. Um. So then back to this show. Uh. It. <laughs> sorry, I did that. It was my fault. Um. So they uh, cut back to Tom and Donna and Ron in a meeting. Um, and uh, they're, they're, they're talking about what Tom can do uh, here. And Leslie breaks in and is like, uh, our attention, this is war. Y'all going down except for Donna, Tom. Hey. Uh, and uh, and uh, he's like, I'm sorry. She's like, I'm sorry. I haven't kept in touch. But, you know, we've been busy. Kids, job. And uh, it's really good to see you both. Also prepare, prepare for war because you chose the wrong side. And we're going to smoke you. <laughs> and also I made cookies, but Ron is not allowed to eat them. And say, they say prepare for war, but the O in the word for is a heart. Aww. And then Andy's like, and I ate a lot of them on the way over here because we are at war. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, oh, hey, Tom. <laughs> hey, buddy. <laughs> Good to see you. Uh, they're catching up. And, uh, and uh, let's, like, right, let's, let's go. War. And it cuts to Ron. As, and this is the credits happening. He takes one of the cookies and he starts eating it. And uh, that's where this episode, this episode ends. It was a spite bite. It's like, I it will. was a spite bite. Yeah. I'll eat this cookie. Yeah. But Leslie makes great cookies and Ron knows that too. So yeah, I mean, and she could, I, and, and I thought like for a second, I was like, Oh, is that the, is that the mustard frosting? <laughs> it, it, it was not. No, she wouldn't do that. She would only do that on accident. <laughs> Because when she makes a cookie, when she makes a war cookie, she wants it to still be a great cookie. Right. Yeah, to kill show, with like, kindness. Yes. Yeah. And to say, these are the kinds of cookies my friends get. You're missing all out. All the time. <laughs> <laughs> We're at war. <laughs> so, yeah. But that uh, that's the episode. And, uh, you know, a good, strong start for the, uh, this, the last season of Parks and Recreation. So... <laughs> Yeah, one thing that is interesting at this point, who works in the parks department? Nobody that we know. Oh, well, Craig is going to be there still. We'll Craig, find that yeah, out. I was, yeah, I was going to say that's about it, but like everybody else has moved on. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, man, the, just, instead just of a city parks department, I mean, the real focus of parks is the national parks. National parks and recreation. I see. Yeah. So. Okay. All right. <laughs> But, well, yeah, seven, seven point five on the IMDb's, and uh, up next is Ron and Jammy. Oh man, oh man, more, more Tammy, more Jeremy. I, I can't. Well, it's Tam. More it's Jammy. Tammy and and Jeremy. Mm-hmm. Oh no, I I don't like it. <sighs> Jam. Like yeah. Anyway, well, according to IMDb, there is some trivia. So about things that they predicted from 2014 mm-hmm. that were set in 2017 use of holographic phones. Jeremy, did that come true or not come true? You know, there was a phone red, the camera company. Mm-hmm. They had a phone that had holographic technology. It never really took off though. But so did it uh, happen by 2017? I don't, I don't know, but I, I will guess, man, I don't, I will say I will say no. You did it. You got it right. Good. All right. Here's another one. Okay. The collection of personal information through keywords by various platforms to cater needs to individuals using the service. 
absolutely true. Hundred percent true. Yeah, it did. <laughs> that was happening well before 2014. Yeah, it's happening uh, right then, now in this podcast. Yeah, right, we are gathering so much inter- information off of the tens of you. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the last one: use of television as video calls. Oh yeah. Yep. It came true, but not popular. That's what it says on <laughs> here. So, uh, did you watch the Apple announcement last week? Uh, about the headset? Well, more than the headset. The they have Apple TV is now going to have a FaceTime option oh. so that you can connect your like through your phone camera, like put your phone camera up there and like get the whole room to do like a family call through your TV. And we'll oh. all be included in the Apple TV platform but you have to put your phone like by the tv or well you can hold the t- the phone for you and then everybody else can see wh- who you're talking to but if you wanted like your whole family to call grandma like you don't have to have your kids come all close up to your phone and then just stare at themselves making weird faces oh well, that's nice <laughs> yeah yeah that's basically what most of the time like if i call my sister who lives in oklahoma and uh, her her kids see that she's on FaceTime with somebody. They just come up and they make faces at me. It's like I did, I was actually trying to talk to my sister. No, they're FaceTime bombing you. That's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I do love my family. Um, yeah, and then there's also the uh, weird uh, goggles that they made for thirty five hundred dollars. Super, yeah. very expensive. But yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I thought when Apple came out with it that the technology would be a little bit more. I don't know how to how to say it. I think everyone was expecting like basically Ray Bans that were you know they look good and were small and better than everybody else's, but instead we get like nineteen seventies motorcycle goggles. Yeah. Well, I think what I know we're not an Apple technology podcast yet, but yeah, yeah. what I think <laughs> Apple got right in this is that they are making an entertainment device that can also be used with some work application. They're not making uh, a super creepy thing that they want people to walk around like downtown with where they could also be filming you. I think that's where Google went wrong with Google Glass. (laughs) (laughs) Like, oh, are you filming me right now? (laughs) Yes. Like, this is something where it's like, we're not trying to hide what this is. um, And we'd rather you do this someplace safe and not on a street. So... If we make you look dorky, you might not want to go out walking around with these on. So that's my theory. I think you nailed it. So, um, yeah. But they also want you to feel like you are in Minority Report. You can, like, move, <laughs> move things with your fingers somehow. I don't understand how that works at all. Um, another trivia piece here from okay. IMDb. Sweet. Uh, this trivia has six helpful votes and 16 unhelpful votes. Oh, I'm excited for this. Okay, so Werner Herzog's character mentions he wants to move in order to be closer to Disney World. Mm-hmm. Roughly five years later, Herzog appeared in The Mandalorian, part of the Star Wars universe right. run by Disney. As the client. Yeah, so that's, uh, that's trivia. So, helpful? Not helpful? I mean, not helpful. What, what trivia is helpful? I don't know. Uh, scrolling down to the next item, Asteroid Cities is in theory, theaters everywhere June 23rd. I don't know how that's that? trivia for this show, but there it is. <laughs> that sounds like an ad. <laughs> oh, okay. Are you going to see, see that? It's, it's probably one of the most stylized Anderson movies 
which is saying something. It is, yeah. (laughs) This is the most stylized and the most brightly lit of any Anderson movie that I've seen so far in trailers. uh, It's kind of, I want to see it, yes. It also, in the trailers, it's kind of painful to look at. I'm going to need to get some Google Glass shades (laughs) to just look at it. It's so bright. It's like Moonrise Kingdom, but sunrise kingdom like it's but just it's never so, nighttime never nighttime <laughs> it looks really good I, it looks fun i'm excited yeah. to see it i'm gonna watch oppenheimer and then that oh you're not gonna go see barbie uh probably not that's the no. big that's the big double feature everyone's like oppenheimer then barbie <laughs> <laughs> i have not seen anybody say that but no i have really no interest in barbie and then probably it'll be nominated for an oscar and win <laughs> you're like wait guys <laughs> You all know what they're doing to us here, right? <laughs> so, hey, they caused a shortage of pink paint because they painted so many things on the set pink. So, there's more trivia for you. That has nothing I, to do with Parks and Rec. I am upset that now I have that in my brain because <laughs> I know I'm going to talk to somebody and that's going to come out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. People are like, why do you know that? Jeremy. <laughs> Dang it. Well, I just, listener, thank you. For making it this far, we stopped talking about Parks and Rec quite a while back. Um, and I don't know if we'll keep this, talking about it. Yeah, this show is called Parks and Conversation. I, I know, I know. So it's a wide range. So <laughs> deal with it. Whatever. Yeah, deal with it, listener. <laughs> Email us. Email. Tell Parks us how, and Conversation at gmail.com. Tell us how much you love this show. Also, rate and review us, but only five stars. Oh, is what people say. It's like that's. What if, I mean, be honest, but don't, don't put don't, it anywhere. Don't hurt us. <laughs> don't post it. Right. Just carry it in your heart and keep hate listening to us. And then, and then tell your <laughs> friends like, oh, you know what podcast I hate listening to? You should hate listening to it too. Parks and conversation. And then like really boost our numbers and like just out of spite. And then people will be like, mm-hmm. wow, what's this all about? And then be like, yeah, don't we all hate it? Is this helpful or unhelpful? And that's it. I'm for it. Rage <laughs> listen away. Please, please. I'm not I'm not here to tell you how to live your life except for that one part where I want you to download this and tell your friends. That's it. That's it. That's so, it. Well, at least until next week. Until next week. Jeremy, I will see you later. Bye Jason. 